the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Give Russell. And welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a new member of our team. So excited to have with us Monica Wilson. Monica is the senior program manager for Love Never Fails, who is looking after Contra Costa County. It's more specifically East Contra Costa County, sitting out at the Antioch Family Justice Center uh, with all of our partners out there. And uh, so grateful to John Muir Community Health Fund, who has uh, really empowered us to bring her on as our um, as our lead as we move into this new area and really focus uh, on human trafficking and and seeing what we can do to put an end to human trafficking there in Contra Costa County. And so um, Monica comes to us as a dual role as well. So we're super excited about um, some of the other things she's doing. She's serving as her second term on the Antioch City Council, where she is the first African-American woman to serve on the council. Uh, She is a past board chair of Tri-Delta Transit as well. And she was recently elected as the uh, Northern California vice chair for the California Democratic Party Women's Caucus. She is a graduate of the Emerge California program, class of 2011, which is a Democratic women's leadership program, which trains women to run for office. And so welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you for being here with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on today. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Yeah, so excited to have you. And I'm so grateful for um, all the wonderful things that you've been doing with us since joining in January. I wanted to spend a little bit of time, uh, first of all, helping the listening audience to hear about why you are passionate about this issue of human trafficking. Where did that begin? Uh, where did that start? And then I want to take, you know, through throughout the show, we're going to be talking about what are you seeing? I know you had a recent incident with a young lady um, and, um, you know, it really opened your eyes to several things that we can start to do there um, in the in the local community in Contra Costa County. And then just, you know, kind of where we, where we see this going, where is this going um, as an organization and as an as a uh, as a movement. But before we do, what 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 got you started, Monica? You know, what uh, what got me started is I you know, like everybody else, I had heard about human trafficking. It was all I was always really curious to learn more. And it wasn't until two things had happened. Uh, one, um, a friend of mine in a casual conversation said she was a, she had once been a victim of human trafficking. And this is somebody I'd known for quite some time, and it was just it was kind of shocking to me, like, oh, wow, we've known each other and you'd never really um, discussed it with me. And so she talked about her experience, about what happened to her as being, you know, a runaway and somebody really just took advantage of the situation that she was in. And then um, probably about, let's see, it's 2020 now, probably about seven years ago, um, I had noticed in my community around that time, 
there were a lot of reports in the news about young young girls running away in our area. Like we, it was it was an unusual amount of runaways, and it just kind of struck me as odd. It was also it occurred around the time that um, there were young uh, young girls in Africa that were going missing. So I'm like, is there a correlation mm-hmm. going on here? And had asked around, and a lot of people had said, you know what, don't don't worry about it. Don't don't touch this issue. Don't worry about it. And for me. I started worrying about it. And it wasn't until I had walked into my bank and the, you know, my bank, very friendly bank, everybody knew me. Um, the teller who was helping me had said, you know, council member Wilson, you know, my sister has gone missing and nobody's doing anything. And so what do you, and, you know, what do you mean nobody's doing anything? And that's where I really dove in and kind of, you know, stopped to think I'm in this position on city council there must be something I can do as a council member to to um, bring more awareness that this is happening to create policy. I mean, thankfully this young girl was found, um, but everybody was really nonchalant about it. I was amazed at how many people said, oh, she ran away with, you know, this was like a 16 year old girl. She ran away with her 30 year old boyfriend or, you know, and I would hear that same story over and over again with these runaways. And I'm like, this is not right. There's something wrong here. I don't know what it is, but I need to figure out what this is. And that's where I really, you know, started learning about human trafficking, about these, you know, these young girls are probably being trafficked. Mm-hmm. And from there, I just reached out. I mean, I was like a sponge. I needed to get information. So I just reached out to our county human trafficking coalition and said, what can I do? And they're like, bring more awareness, keep talking about it. So I just started setting up programs where I had panelists, um, you know, come and talk about human trafficking. I did uh, films where people could come and watch. We started the Red Sand Project, which is an art installation um, program that brings awareness by starting the conversation by people putting red sand in the cracks in the ground because human trafficking is also uh, often a crime that falls through the track, falls through the cracks. The cracks yep. And goes um, unnoticed. And that, you know, I would pair that up with the training and, and get people talking because people would go, what's up with this red sand we're putting on the ground, Monica? Well, I'm glad you asked. And right. I, it just became, it, it became my passion. It became something it would keep me up at night of what, what else could I do? You know, I created some policy, you know, banning hourly rate motels in our city, um, strengthening our massage establishment ordinance in our city, you know, how am I as a policymaker on the policy side creating policy, but at the same time, not only creating the awareness and conversation, but giving people the tools of what they need if they see something that they think looks off or if they find themselves in a predicament where they may be being lured into that. So that was a long story to explain, you know, how I got into it. It's, 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 you know, it, it's, it, uh, it's me to the core and it, 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 you know, I'm always trying to find ways and always um, talking about it to the point where I get a lot of people in the community that are happy that I'm talking about it and bring it up, but I get others that are like, why are you even talking about it? This right. is here. You're not law enforcement. You're not the one that bangs down the doors to go get them. I'm like, well, you're right. I'm not the one that bangs down the door, but I'm the one that's creating policy that will take those people that are arrested um, and put them away for quite some time. So, Absolutely. Um, and you know, now you are the one. Now that's something. You are the one who's banging down, banging down doors. doors. Yes, yes. <laughs> with, maybe with uh, Antioch PD and tell her, you know, <laughs> Oakley PD or whoever it is. But you are, you are, you, you know, you've moved into that role where yeah. you know you get to be an advocate. And I think that's how a lot of us end up in these spaces. I mean, goodness gracious, I was a tech nerd trying to do nothing but avoid the trauma from my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I got, you know, it was right under my nose um, that one of my, you know, one of my young ladies was being trafficked and my dance team's uh, members was being trafficked. And here we are. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. it just goes to show that, um, you know, you don't, a lot of the time you don't choose it, it chooses you, right? It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, this is a calling and it's absolutely um, a critical need and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, bless you for uh, being willing to um, to step up to that. And then, you know, and, 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 and we're to talk about, right, just because you have the, the heart <laughs> for it, yeah. Right. Just because you have the heart for it. Like, I, you know, I'll, I'll talk about my early days. Let's talk about what you're learning right now on mm-hmm. the job. 
when you have the heart for it, you still have to be equipped. You got to be trained. Mm -hmm. Even when you have a lived experience, like I've, you know, uh, being a survivor of so many different things myself. And yet when you see it from a clinical perspective, or when you see it from a, you know, um, a a, a macro perspective, Mm -hmm. it looks a whole lot different than when you're experiencing it head on, you know, different forms of abuse or, you know, maybe you're in a trauma bonded relationship, all of those things look much different and we need Mm -hmm. to get trained for it. So I want to talk a little bit about your experience um, now that you've kind of moved in with both feet, right, into this space. Um, what, you know, what you experienced here recently with a young lady, um, at the church that you were, you, that you encountered recently. And then what, what are you learning? What are, what are some Mm -hmm. things that are like the little aha moments, uh, that you've had along the way? So we're going to come right back and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back, and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today, uh, and we're just having a, a good old chat here with Monica Wilson, our new senior program manager, who is looking after Contra Costa County for Love Never Fails. And also, she is serving as her second term as an Antioch City Councilwoman, amongst many other things that she's doing. And we were just talking about how she is becoming trained and indoctrinated sort of in this anti-human trafficking movement. So maybe Monica, just share a little bit with, with the listening audience, what have you been up to since, uh, well, you've been doing this for a while, you know, with the Red Sands project and raising awareness. Has anything, is anything looking any different to you since January, since joining LNF? It, it does when you're, when you're now, when I'm shifting from being the advocate trying to bring awareness to now I'm the advocate trying to create program to educate people and, and going out there, I can think of two instances since I've been in the role that's really kind of shook me and woke me up. Um, the first was um, the first time I went on an outreach with, uh, with Love Never Fails in Oakland on International. And that was the first time I'd gone out and done, um, done the outreach and uh, in talking to different people. And this is, you know, when, and you and I say it all the time, when you meet survivors of human trafficking, they come, it's all walks of life. It's, it's not one specific, it's just, it's, you know, it's all walks of life. So that night I saw people, I saw young women in jeans and a sweatshirt with a hoodie on that we'd spoken to. And then I saw very scantily clad um, women, but there was um, one woman in particular um, that we spoke to actually came up to us and was telling us her story. And, and, um, and it was interesting because the first one, the first things out of her mouth was, well, I'm not being trafficked. But then as she was describing what was going on to her, you're in my head, I'm like, who are being trafficked? Mm-hmm. Um, so that may have been a result of her being trained not to say she was being trafficked, but just hearing, you know, this is what's happened to me and I'm being abused and I don't have any place else to go. And, and you know, this is what happens and what's going through. And, and I remember just looking at this, this, young, this young woman, she's telling us what she's going through and I'm looking at her and I'm thinking she's probably not that much older than my oldest niece and um 
and I couldn't shake her for the rest of the night. And I remember going home that night. It was like one o'clock in the morning when I got home and I'm laying in my bed, still thinking about her. And I'm thinking, I'm like, how can I be here in my bed with a roof over my head, food downstairs, two kitty cats, live it, you know, just, you know, here I am comfortably knowing that this young woman's out there. Mm. Um, how can I, and that was like, that was like the very right. first aha moment for me. Um, just really, and I remember reaching out to you. I'm like, is that a young woman? Okay. And, and, and you reached out, I think like the next day to see how I was doing. So that was like yeah. the first one. And then just recently, um, because, um, out here in East County, and particularly Antioch and, and you know, Antioch, Brentwood and Oakley area, a lot of people know me as the councilwoman that always, always talking about human trafficking. So some people will either email me or call me, but one Sunday, you know, I get a call from a couple of people from one of our local churches um, to say, hey, you know, and they were talking all frantically, oh, we have this young girl and, and we know she's hungry and then she's cold and we think she's being trafficked. And it was just like a lot of information. And I'm like, okay, you know, where are you? And they told me where they were at. And I said, I'll be there in like 10 minutes. And, you know, I threw on some jeans and a sweatshirt and, and ran down. And, and, and as I pulled up, I can see the young girl sitting up next to the, like up against the church. There was a um, couple of church members that, that I'd recognized were talking to her. And then there was another slightly older gentleman that seemed to be sitting next to her. And so as I'm walking up, I'm trying to, you know, with all the tools I've learned, you know, in my experience with human trafficking, and now that I'm learning as I'm being trained as a program manager here at Love Never Fails, I'm trying to assess the situation, like, what's going on with her and they're you know I come up and they're like oh please will you go in will you come in and then the gentleman who was slightly older that was with her was like no no I got this and so when I came up you know everybody's talking to me I'm like okay let me just give me a second to talk you know so you know I asked her her name and she told me her name and and um I was like well aren't you hungry she says yeah but I need to charge my phone and so I said well if I can get you if I promise to find a place where you charge your phone will you come in and get some food and you know, she said, you know, yes. And so I kind of asked her a little question, like, oh, are you from here? And she told me a little bit about her background and where she grew up. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, um, I bet you're cold. Don't you want some cocoa or some, co you know, just really working with her and trying to figure out what the story is with this, this older gentleman that's with her. Is he really with her? Is he protecting her? Is he trafficking her? And then also, you know, the two, there was two women from the church who were trying their best to help. But I really learned that that instant, I'm like, okay, we definitely need to train people that want to know, that want to help, because sometimes um, people want to help and don't realize they're getting in the way as they're helping and they, in their head. And you know, and you, you know, deep down, like these, these two people are trying to help and don't realize that they're kind of, you know, uh, hindering me and trying to get the information that I needed. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, um, not to go into the, the, the whole story, but um, in the end, you know, the police department did, did come out. She ended up declining services, which was really heartbreaking. Um, and so, the, you know, they had no other choice but to let her let her go. They couldn't take her any place because she declined services. And um, paramedics came. She, she declined those services, and she left. And I remember kind of watching where she went because it was in my own community. And after everybody had left, had called one of my friends and said, "Hey, do you have? I know you have resource bags. So I know you work with the homeless." That person came down, I found the young woman and I said, you know, gave her my name, gave her a resource bag um, and, you know, asked her again, I'm like, you sure you don't, you want it? No, no, I'm good. I'm like, okay, well, here's some cards with some services that, that give you some access. Um, so that was really eye-opening to me of going through, not only going through the process and trying to determine, you know, what's, what was going on with this young woman, what was going on with the older gentleman that was with her, and then also assessing the knowledge of the people that were that the, the, the parishioners of this church, um, trying to figure out what their knowledge and how I can train them. You know, how do we bring a program in to train, basically train the trainers, uh, mm -hmm. train them on what to do in case, what if I wasn't around? What if right, they had right. called and I'm like, oh, I'm in, I'm on the East Coast or I'm away you know, how do I talk them through it? But um, it was very eye-opening to me on how much more training I need to be able to help um, survivors that I, that are, that I come, come encounter, that I encounter with, but also how do I train the community members that really, really want to help and just, you know, um, just need, just need the training to be able to help. 
Yes. Well, and, and, and I think that is really the purpose of you being there. So it was a a great uh, opportunity. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was, it was very ironic because I was out of town and I could not assist. And Mm -hmm. uh, the, the woman who um, reached out to you originally reached out to me at the same time. And um, I was like, I I can't help. I'm, I'm like, I think out of, the, I definitely was out of the county, like hours away. Um, but I might have even been out of state. I can't remember. But uh, you know, I, I gave you a few little run, a little few little tips, and you you went with it. And 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 the fact that it was right there in your community yes. is even better because you know you, you who better than to advocate um, for your you know your folks than somebody who lives there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I, I think this is the model, really, that we're trying to replicate is to empower all of us to mm-hmm. be aware, right, to know how to navigate that kind of situation and then um, and to feel empowered to, to do that. And so, you know, kudos to you for, for stepping out. I think it was on a Sunday and yes. right? <laughs> um, and, um, and doing that and then and then hopefully we're hoping that we can kind of package this up in such a way so that we can equip the community at large to mm-hmm. be ambassadors, right? For freedom yes. mm-hmm. and health and safety. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to come back. I want to talk a little bit. We had um, a leader of uh, the Massage Council on a couple of weeks ago, and you actually helped to pass some legislation around hourly hotels. And also, I think you're looking at the massage legislation now. Yeah, we, or we updated it. Yeah, yeah. We, we updated it. We're getting ready to update it yet again. Okay, so I want to talk about both of those things when we come back, because I think it's important for us to um, talk about this is not just your typical sex trafficking, but there's a lot of different configurations, not just mm-hmm. being on the corner or being sold online, but being sold in a massage parlor being sold, you know, hotel owners contributing to the exploitation of, of uh, people. This all plays a factor in this, in this industry. And so uh, we want to shed light on that. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Monica Wilson, who is our Senior Program Manager for Contra Costa County at Love Never Fails. And she is also a city councilwoman for Antioch. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is some of the legislation that she has helped to pass here. Specifically, I see, let's see here, you helped to pass an ordinance that deals with the issue of massage parlors participating in human trafficking. And so maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Oh, this massage parlor ordinance. I was just looking for the wording here. Enable the city to shut down and keep closed illicit massage businesses and making it harder for bad actors to shop in the city of Antioch. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what that involved 
And then mm -hmm. are you, is anyone else adopting this? Any of our neighboring cities, you know, Oakley, Brentwood, you know, any other areas in Contra Costa County that you're aware of adopting a similar format? So there were, it were two, two ordinances that I brought to council. The first was the banning of hourly hotels and motels. And so that one came shortly on the heels when I had that, you know, the aha moment when I'm like, what as a council person can I do? And so had you know, done a ton of research on the internet in Asia Brown, who is the mayor of the city of Compton, had just passed that ordinance in her city and talked about the effects and, and, and how well it, it worked in her city. So I just grabbed that ordinance and you know approached our city manager, our city attorney, and um, our police chief. So at the time we got a, we had just gotten a new city manager, just got a new uh, police chief, and I approached them and said, I want to do this. Here's an ordinance I want to work on. What do you think? And all three of them resoundingly said, yes, we support this. Let's figure out how to make this happen. And that was the first ordinance that working with the city attorney on, on crafting it for our city. So that was the first ordinance that, that came through. And then the second one, which sounds like you talked to somebody from the California Massage Therapist Council. Yeah. Um, yeah, Beverly May. So that one Antioch, at the time, just about a year and a half, almost two years ago, Antioch did have an illicit massage parlor uh, uh, business ordinance. And it, it wasn't really strong. Um, uh, it, it really wasn't doing anything. And that was one of the things I was constantly, and I have to uh, you know, applaud some of our community members that I was constantly getting emails about like, hey, there's this massage business and there's, I don't know what it is. I, I know there's something something's wrong, but I can't identify what, what I'm seeing, if what, what's wrong about what I'm seeing. And so I'd heard that consistently and uh, approached the same three city attorney, city manager, and police chief on, we, let's, let's figure out how to, um, how to strengthen this ordinance. And, you know, the more and more I thought about it, I'm, I'm, I, the first, one of the first thoughts that did come to my mind was, I know of massage therapists who are legitimate massage therapists that do good work. Right. How do I be very thoughtful in the way I write this where I don't hurt these legitimate massage therapists who are doing a good thing? I want to punish the bad actors like the people coming in to try to basically traffic people through, uh, through their business. And so that's where um, I reached out to the California Massage Therapist Council and said, here I am, Council Member Wilson from Antioch. I want to update our massage parlor ordinance. I kind of know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing. How can you help us? And so they partnered with us um, because there were other cities that they had been working with to update the ordinance. So we had strengthened it to the point where um, uh, it allows our police department to go in and check like if um, before, before we updated the ordinance, there was no control over what hours they were open. So we added um, hours, you know, our, hours between 8 a.m. and I believe 9 p.m. We added that. We added some like you know, the ability to go in and check to see if things are being sterilized. So um, if you saw a massage parlor open at 9.30 at night, you can call and the police department can just go and and, um, and say, okay, we now we have, you know, you have violated one of the part of this ordinance. We can go in and see what's going on in there. And then we kind of, we also took it further with if they were, you know, if they were running a legal business where they were trafficking people, we were able to get their license taken away and then also set it up where they could not reopen the business again. Because that's what, what a lot of cities have problems with. They, they're able to close them, but a lot of these businesses will open under a different name or take a different family member or take a different friend and reopen them someplace else. So we strengthened it where we made it very difficult for people, uh, for these businesses, these illegal businesses to do that. And so you know, I know I had a conversation with our police chief a while back saying since we've passed that ordinance, he has seen a decrease in these businesses. Um, at the time we, we did the first update, I did reach out to my council members in the city of Brentwood, Oakley, and Pittsburgh and said, hey, we're getting ready to do this. I need you guys to be on board because what's going to happen is everything's going to close in our city and they're all going to run to your cities and, um, and open up their businesses. Um, those cities were a little slow on the ball. I think now Brentwood is in the process of updating their ordinance because they had noticed they started seeing um, an uptick in those types of businesses in their city. 
Um, I know Oakley's, I believe, is working on it. I'm not really sure where Pittsburgh is on um, the legal massage, um, legal massage business ordinance. Um, so we're getting ready to update it yet again because you know when you get these bad players or these 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 predators, they try to figure out loopholes in the system. So we found out they they found a couple of loopholes, and so we're going back to close those loopholes that they can't they can't jump through. Like um, you know they you know we've we've found in other cities where they've closed down and reopened and said no, we opened a Reiki business, and your ordinance says massage parlor. So now we have to, you know, include other industry as well. You know, last year, um, myself and our police chief were, were, um, were amongst a few people, or well, amongst a select group of people throughout the United States to go to a convening on the illegal massage parlor business. I was the only elected official invited because we, they wanted us to talk about, they wanted me to talk about this ordinance and how, how you know, elected officials, advocacy groups, Community-based organization, all these different partners work together to update this uh, this or this law in the city, and how could other cities throughout the United States duplicate that? That's awesome. And so Brentwood so far has moved forward. Is there a list that we could look at of other cities throughout Contra Costa County that have adopted um, this ordinance or? or do you know of uh, a way that the listening audience can tell whether their cities have uh, have done that? Um, well, I don't know if there's a list out there. I, I, I'll be honest, I don't know if there's a list, but the way a listening audience, if you're in whatever city, wherever you are, you can go to your city's website and look at their massage parlor ordinance, or you can make it even that much easier, go to a city council meeting, which a lot of people don't do, but go to a city council meeting and during the public comments say, I want my city to look at, you know, banning of hourly rate motels uh, ordinance, or I want my city to look at um, strengthening the massage. I'm seeing an uptick in these illegal businesses. I would like the city to revisit that ordinance. Your community members can always go, you know, you need to go to council meeting. You can reach out to any one of your city council members. You can even reach out to the city manager and say, what is our city doing in, in regards to policy and laws around these illegal businesses? Wow. Well, that is awesome. And I think that's good for people to know you're empowered to go during public comment, which is happening online now with a, with yes. this shelter in place. All city council meetings are happening online and you have the ability to zoom in to your meetings or whatever format they use and, and provide your, your feedback and your, your, you know, share your voice. So please do do that. Um, just as a side note, we're going to take a break here, but in looking at the California Massage Therapy Council's website, I don't think massage has been designated as an essential service. So right now, um, there's probably not very, there's very little of this, if none going on. But this is something we could get ahead of uh, so that when it's back, um, when we're back, you know, to, into our normal way of doing things, we can do it with these ordinances and, you know, hourly hotel parameters kind of shut down. So just a food for thought for you. We're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about what are we doing? What are our plans in Contra Costa County? We will uh, come back and fill you in. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. 
where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Monica Wilson, our Senior Program Manager for Contra Costa County. Um, And uh, we are so grateful uh, for your um, participation or your joining our team. Uh, I want to just give a shout out to Lillian Roslin and Mary over there at uh, John Muir Community Health Fund. Uh, So super grateful to you all um, for believing in this vision. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that we're working on with um, uh, the uh, Susan Kim over at the Antioch Family Justice Center. We've been brainstorming about how we can um, just really make sure that we're all kind of working together as one united uh, group of advocates and, um, and partners. And Susan Kim has done an amazing job, I must say, in rallying a lot of different types of partners together. Um, I participate in a lot of groups, and I, I have to say that of all the different coalitions and groups that I've participated in, um, my involvement with Contra Costa County has has been one of the best because um, uh, there's just this this very authentic sharing of what we all do, and um, there just seems to be a lot of trust and a lot of care for one another and on respect for one another. So thank you. Shout out to Susan um, on that. Uh, <laughs> yay, Susan. Of, she's fun. She's a fun lady too. So yay. Um, but um, that aside, um, I, um, I am excited about an idea that is brewing about us all coming together to have a little roundtable discussion. Um, we had the pleasure of meeting with Rhonda. Um, Rhonda James. James from Stand. Um, what an awesome leader in the community um, who is doing great work working with domestic violence and human trafficking uh, survivors, providing shelter, case management, education in the schools, doing amazing work out there. We met with um, Tom over at 211. We're meeting with all these great leaders in the community and saying, how can we do more? How can we have better synergy? How can we, um, you know, not... Um, duplicate services right and so I wanted to talk a little bit um, Monica about what you're doing you know this assessment that we're doing of services and what we hope to achieve yeah you know it's it's this I'm really excited about I mean there's a lot of things that that we're going to be working on but this assessment is so important because what I'm I'm actually really doing is first see it's a needs assessment so looking at what who are the organizations that are already out here and what are the services that they that they provide so we want to make sure we we don't have any cracks um, where you know cracks or lapses where people uh, don't have resources so just really going out to the different agencies you know introducing ourselves and really sitting down going what you know what's the objective what's the mission what do you do what do you bring to the table to East Contra Costa County when it comes to in particular um, human trafficking and just going out and learning about different organizations and in doing so there's some organizations that are existing that I'm like oh I know they're already here and I'm talking to them and then find out oh will you do this in addition to this and not only that I'm running into organizations um, that you know I didn't know was there recently um, met the outreach coordinator for welcome home baby right such a wonderful person and such a great part. And I'm sitting there going, I didn't even know you were here. And this is a great organization. How do we partner with you? Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and so that just so everyone knows that's for small children, they provide resources for mom and for the baby, right? Yes. Uh, bottles and all resources. kinds of stuff. And, yeah. and your prenatal and natal education, you know, making sure you, you have a healthy, you know, that your baby is healthy through the whole process. So. Um, great organization. So I'm finding new and different organizations on who's offering what, because we don't want a duplication of services or we don't want, we don't want there to be this, um, I don't want to say competition, but this, this, uh, um, are we, are we both in the same, this overlap We're 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 in the same space. So really Mm -hmm. trying to assess that and be able to come back and go, this is what we currently have. And here are some needs areas 
that we could fill in that we're finding that we need uh, that, that that we that we need more services and resources in particular areas. So that's actually I've been really enjoying going out and meeting with the uh, with the different agencies. Beautiful, yeah. I and so just because I'm I you know I'm a people person. I like I, and I'm nosy too. So I'm real nosy. So um, I like knowing what people are doing. I you know I like talking to people. I like bringing people together. And in anytime any food is part of it, I'm definitely in. So um, we are, you know, we're trying to organize some sort of a round table where we come together, we eat, mm -hmm. we um, enjoy each other's company, we hear what everybody's doing, we get a little nosy with each other and say, hey, what are you up to? And like one thing Tom showed us, right, when we were out there, I'm like, okay, I know what 211 is, everybody knows what that, well, most people know, you know, dial 211, mm -hmm. you get access to resources didn't know they had such a robust grief counseling service. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as we talk about people like right now, people whose family members are ill or even passing away from yeah. the coronavirus, having access to a grief, a center where mm -hmm. they're doing groups around grief um, is tremendous. It's a tremendous support. And oftentimes those things, those are the little things that are overlooked. Real easy to say, oh, I rescued somebody from human trafficking. But then when they've been rescued, you sit down with them and they say, I'm broken up because my grandmother died or mm -hmm. I, my baby died after one. I remember one girl I was working with that her baby, um, uh, she was, a her baby was victim of SIDS. And that just, that's when the exploiter came in, boom, yeah. and got her during her moment of despair. Mm -hmm. And if she had had a grief support group, she probably would have um, not been so vulnerable to that guy. And mm -hmm. so the point is, is that we all need each other and we all need each other to be doing what we're best at to solve these greater issues. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, I'm 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 glad we're doing this. I'm looking forward to it. We're trying to figure out right because we can't meet in person, mm -hmm. so we might have to do a virtual roundtable at yes. this point. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I said, you know, uh, you can still be nosy over Zoom, and you can yes, certainly sure bring can. food to the party, right? <laughs> um, so. So, you know, a few things, right, that have happened. I just want to make, a, a, just have a little fun with this. Um, one thing that happened, I guess it's a benefit, but could also be a challenge uh, when we're talking about getting you involved, Monica, in some of this work is when you showed up to help with that issue at the <laughs> church, how many how many police cars showed up? They're like, Councilwoman Wilson is down at such and such church, like, the whole police department came down, didn't they, right? So I guess that could be a positive yeah. or not. I don't know. <laughs> Depends. Just don't get caught breaking the law with Monica. That's all yes. I got to say. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I see all this. <laughs> you're doing anything wrong and you're with her, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. I just want people to look like, hey, I'm getting ready to, oh, Councilman Wilson's right there. Let me put it because she's going to, she's going to call somebody on me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um, we're going to take a quick break. We have some events that have been canceled, but there's a lot of other things that we're mm -hmm. doing that I wanna make sure you're aware of uh, because uh, we really do wanna keep this issue front and center. Um, you know, there's uh, domestic violence and human trafficking is actually increasing at this time with mm -hmm. the coronavirus. And it's be, it's really putting a lot of people in harm's way. Um, so it's a vital that you remain vigilant about um, noticing what's going on in your community and also raising awareness and of course, supporting organizations like Love Never Fails. So we'll be right back and thank you for listening in. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. 
Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back uh, to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today talking to Monica Wilson, a new member of our team who is looking after Contra Costa County. Thank you for being on the show, Monica. Appreciate it. Thank you. This was fun. I I definitely want to come back again. I love it. Yay! Yes, we definitely (laughs) want you back. So um, we do have quite a few events that are going on in the community. Um, Certainly we are on uh, the... the, um, we are on KFAX, um, 3 p.m. Pacific time, every Saturday, 6 p.m. Pacific time, every Sunday. And then all of our, all of these um, uh, messages and beautiful guests, you can hear them on podcasts. And so you can hear them on SoundCloud, on Apple. Uh, there's a variety of, of, of platforms that where this podcast can be found. And so I want to encourage you to share them out, you know, where people have a little more time on their hands at home. Maybe this is a time to get educated. And speaking of that, we have decided to take all of our uh, classes that we were doing in person. Um, well, not all of them, but a, uh, a subset of those classes, which can be done without a, t- uh, without a teacher uh, online. And so we launched this past week our online economic empowerment program. And what that entails is we are offering uh, during this shelter in place, our classes at no cost to uh, all of our students. And there is a qualifier for the students and I'll tell you what that is, but let me tell you what the classes are. It's pretty awesome. Uh, We have four Cisco Networking Academy classes, one that's called Get Connected, one that's called the Introduction to Cybersecurity, another for entrepreneurship and another for internet uh, introduction to the internet of things. These are certificate classes. They range between uh, 15 to 30 hours and you finish the class with a certificate. Um, the, uh, and these are, again, would be free to the students that take these classes online, all self, self-paced. Um, and then we have two other options, which is Google IT and Google IT automation with Python. And so these two classes range between um, Google IT automation with Python, 168 hour class. Google IT is 250 hour class. These are very robust certificate programs that actually are door opener for positions at Google. And so I urge you while you're at home wondering, you know, where where is this shelter in place going to leave you? Take this time to Um, pick up one of these certs so that you can add them to your resume and you can say, this is what I was doing during this downtime. I was bettering myself and I was ready to participate in the digital economy. I'm very passionate about this, especially now when I see in such a quick, um, there's been such a quick turnaround on many of the service jobs being eliminated and being replaced with technology. And this is what we have to look forward to. Unfortunately, guys, with artificial intelligence and robotics and digital, the digitization of communication, um, we have to be prepared to get involved in the digital world. And these are some simple ways you can do that. So if you're interested, you need to go to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash ITBiz. And there you will be able to enroll. And there is an application there. The only prerequisites is that you have to either, you have to be um, a survivor of human trafficking or domestic violence or abuse or um, foster care, homeless, um, living in poverty, which um, by the way is making $100,000 or less with a four family of four, um, undocumented, veteran, disabled, unemployed. So if you've just been recently unemployed, this is a great opportunity for you 
to, um, to uh, better yourself during this time. And again, it's no cost to you. So please take advantage of this. Uh, secondly, we are moving our, uh, our store, our community store is moving online. So we're in the process of creating a digital store and that'll be available on loveneverfailsus.com when uh, the time comes. In the meantime, we are closed. Our physical store is closed. Our community closet is, is closed. Our career closet and our IT lab is closed uh, for you know, the safety of everyone that we serve and our staff. Uh, our house remains open. We have nine women in there today. And please uh, continue to lift them up in your prayers. Nobody is ill. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I just um, thank you all for supporting us. We absolutely could use financial support during this time because we are continuing to care for very vulnerable community members and providing essential services to them. So uh, your participation in supporting us is key. Um, we do have some things going on at the um, uh, the Antioch Family Justice Center we wanted to tell you about briefly, Monica, what, what were those again? So the Family Justice Center of Contra Costa County, it's, they're holding virtual uh, workshops, which are all online. Um, so on April 10th, they have an immigration relief for in, interpersonal violence victims. It's happening April 10th at 9 a.m. Um, on April 17th, they have uh, public benefits 101 and benefits for immigrants. Um, and on April 24th, young children impacted by family violence. All of these you can register for at CocoFamilyJusticeCenter.org. Let me make sure I said that one right. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's CocoFamilyJustice.org. Um, so you can go online. Not only will it have those three classes, it will list all the other virtual classes. I believe some more classes will be coming online either this week or the following week. Um, so definitely a lot of good information to learn about and um, some good uh, good places for you to get more resources. Excellent. So again, we are so grateful for you um, uh, tuning in. Um, please make sure that uh, you get access to these great resources. And um, I just wanna make sure that you know that we're praying for you, for your safety, for your health. Um, we, um, we believe in um, being unified in this. Uh, so please know that you're not alone. And most of all, if you haven't heard it before and you need to hear it again, we wanna make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.